day. So every day we start fresh because we can't affect the past, but we damn sure can make a difference today. Welcome to episode 59 of Shop Talk. It's Jennifer and Carrie here, and we are going to be discussing 304 titled Sabotage. And it's another important episode, like we're diving into more of Jackson's storyline with Stanton, as well as Nolan's mom and a few more other things that we'll get into. We do have some news, not too much because it's still hiatus, um, but the Rookie Feds cast is giving us all the behind the scenes footage, honestly more than like the OG Rookie cast, which is interesting. Um, But yeah, we love to see it. So they were filming like on a beach. Looks like they were like on a vacation or something. So that'll be really interesting to see. Um, And then Eric and Roslyn are still uploading episodes of their podcast. He is, he said a, a Dho. So be sure to check that out. I didn't see any like video tease today. Did you? I did not. um, I don't know if it's because, well, I don't know if they would like upload because I know they were on their like vacation thing. Yeah, but I would think that those would be filmed when they do the episode. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. But I also haven't been on Twitter, like, that much today, so. Yeah, um, I was going to say, I've not actually checked my phone since this morning. Yeah. (laughs) So, if we missed it. It's there. But, yeah. Um, But, yeah, hopefully. So, everyone's, like, manifesting the rookie promo. Hopefully we will we get that soon. Remember yeah. last year it dropped like at the beginning of September. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, remember. Like they like, said, like all the promo photos are like gone from like um the press, the press site. Yeah. yeah, it's got to be coming. It has to be because oh, like this so. time last year I was like six hours behind like my normal time, and when I got back is when the promo dropped and everything because I was like going mm-hmm. in and out of jet lag. So. Hopefully we get that before, yeah. yeah, like around the same time. So hopefully, or even just I mean, not that I obviously I do want the original like rookie promo for season five, um, but I'm also just I kind of want like another like mini teaser or something of like the rookie feds, but like with the rest yes. of the cast. Yeah, too, because yeah. like I want to see like. Even if it's just like you know a five second clip of like you know Kevin and Britt and James and yeah you know and Frankie and like whoever you know like just everyone else like I mean I love Nisi don't get me wrong she's a right. badass and she's fierce and we love her um, but it's like you know we kind of like already know like what Simone Clark is about yeah like, I want to know just like who like, I don't know, I just want to I just want to see the other characters yeah. like in action guess but honestly i'm just ready for everything promo photos key art like posters everything yeah, posters. give it to me like yeah. i just want to see well also like for the rookie feds i'm just like okay obviously they're going to be in suits but like what's kevin's character style like what's brit's character style like i don't know i just i want to see that and yeah. then i'm also like like you like I just want to see the trailer with them in it because right now I like we don't we have some of the characters from the backdoor pilot but like we don't have all of them 
Yeah. Because so, like, like, we know about Felix. We know about um, Felix. We know about Simone, obviously. Um, or sorry, I said Felix. Um, that's, that's the actor name. Um, Garza. Sorry. Yeah. Um, we know about Simone. Um, we know about we, Cuddy. Yeah. But even then, like, I feel like we didn't get, like, a... I mean, we did get, like, a good intro to them. But, like, yeah. I want more. And I don't know. I'm just... I guess because I haven't waited for a new show like this where we were introduced, but like it's still coming. Like I haven't waited for that in so long. Yeah. That I'm just like, oh my God, this is what it's like to like have to wait like a full hiatus for it. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I can't remember the last spinoff show that I was waiting for. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, like the rookie, we're just like, okay, yeah, like we know Chenford's coming back. Like we know how they're going to be, well, yeah. kind of. After Although I don't know, because people are like wondering but... if, like, you know, Chris is going to make an appearance in the trailer or like, you know, if other things like that are. Yeah. Happening. It's also been like rumored and tossed around that Jenny Bradford is coming back. Like I saw people talking about that. I know. Yeah. I saw, yeah. Saw people so. talking about that. Some people talking about that they think that maybe Elijah is coming back. Like yes, Brandon posted about it. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, there's no. more things that film at Paramount, I'm sure, but like just but the like what are the chances? Yeah, yeah. Okay, listen, listen. The only <laughs> way that I will accept him coming back is if he keeps hands off Wesley Evers and Angela Lopez. Yeah. That is the only way. Yeah, I don't know who else he would mess with but like keep your hands off of that Malaysia um also I don't know like I just I also want to see who this new rookie is that John's gonna have because there's been some talk online but like nothing 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 is like concrete and yeah honestly I don't know if I fully believe it I guess I just I don't really get my hopes up <laughs> yeah no I don't either because a lot of the trailers I feel like look alike yeah so yeah yeah no I just can't get my hopes up but I'm like really just I need you know what I think I need is another deadline article yeah. saying something like new casting or if there's going to be any more of the rookie feds cast, I would think we would already know that, but you never know. So, yeah. Yeah. But that's about it for the news. We don't have much, just like behind <laughs> yeah, the scenes just, and everyone's yeah. just like theorizing stuff. Yeah. So. It's just, yeah, we're, we're just talking. Yeah. We, we wish we knew more, but yeah. we, we know nothing really. We know just as much as everyone else. Yeah. So, without trying to like theorize too much because. Yeah. Like we said, we don't want to get our hopes up. But also, the video that someone made last year of, like, the office reaction to the fire, like, the oh, safety yeah. training, that's been going around again. And actually, I was watching The Office yesterday, <laughs> and that scene was on, and I was like, this one just doesn't hit the same as, like, the rookie <laughs> promo one. I was like, it just doesn't. <laughs> it's so funny. I just, I will forever just crack up at that episode, but then just that video that yeah. um was made for the rookie like fandom was, we like, we need so a part funny. two like part two yeah. big time yep because we will all scream our heads off when we see chenford kiss hopefully again but i mean even in the promo we will mm-hmm. so yeah yeah 
but we have what's possibly a long episode tonight because there was a lot that happened in 304 like yeah there was there were four storylines and Mm. two of the storylines had like a lot yeah so should Mm. probably get into it yeah should we start off with nolan and harper and then his mom honestly yeah because it like i forgot how like amusing this storyline was i forgot that his mom came back or we met his mom i like remember because she came in in like 303 like the last yeah episode before this um but yeah i kind of forgot that she didn't leave (laughs) yet like yeah you know she was back for another one also watching this episode again i was like i don't really know if i like her and like if i do how much do i like her i was like "Mm." yeah okay um but anyway she's in town she's making breakfast and john's like yeah i can't have pecan pancakes since like i was born like i'm allergic to nuts and she says that she canceled her ticket and he he's just like you were supposed to stay the one night like you cannot stay i have to be like super focused on work and then she gets delivery for cbd oil and john's like do you plan on selling all this before you leave or like are you gonna stay here until you sell it all and he's just a little annoyed that like she didn't ask him about it first which i get but also like she's your mom dude like i don't Mm -hmm. know if she has to like ask you about it but okay (laughs) whatever so then like you know they get to john gets to the station and nyla's just like you're driving today so that i can try and get lila into a summer class at the music academy um, and spots are limited so if she misses the registration window then Lila's obviously not getting in so John the jinx asks like what if they get a call leading Nyla to get all sassy and she's like do you think that I can't handle getting my daughter into a class like I can do this and I can do work all at the same time and John's like is this a repeat of an argument you had earlier with your ex and she's like no just get into the shop like she kind of she she like didn't want to admit it but she knew that he was right so this whole scene was so funny it was like my favorite thing ever i forgot that they had like released it as a preview oh Um, yeah and so i like went back just to like make sure i was like hearing their dialogue right um because i never put my closed captions on you guys know this i never i never put them on when i watch things on hulu um but yeah no it's so funny though just yeah I I love their dynamic I hope that even when she's a detective we still get to see them together I'm sure that we will because like we saw Angela and John working together this season um or in season four but yeah Yeah. I hope that we get to see Nyla and John like he could like ask her for like T.O. tips yeah even though she's not like she won't be but you know it's like she was the last one you know like help train him so yeah well, and she was the last one to, like, be a T.O. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I love their dynamic. And I liked how in season four, like, we got to see her with Aaron. But then, like, there were a few episodes where she was, like, back with John. Mm-hmm. So I liked kind of having that balance. Um, and I would love to have that again in season five. So, yeah, definitely. Um, so then class registration is about to begin. Nyla, you know, has John pull over. And she's like, we're not taking any calls. And John, the jinx yet again, is like, but what if we get a priority one? And 
on cue, a civilian runs up to their shop and needs help with taking care of a neighbor um, who has been out in his backyard building something for weeks. And, like, she doesn't, she knows that he doesn't have a permit. Um, so John's like, I'll take care of it. You get to, like, you get Nyla into that class or Lila into that class. So then Nyla gets on the phone. John's taking care of the situation. Who, like, it's a guy building a rocket to prove that Earth is flat from space. Um, the guy, like, gets into the rocket. John questions, like, who he has permission from. And the rocket launches just as Nyla is giving Lila's name. And the phone signal cuts out. The man, like, then falls onto the shop. And Nyla's just like, what is seriously going on? Like, what is my life right now? So then Nyla ends up getting the phone signal back. Like, after, you know, they get the guy squared away, they get everything kind of the scenes working. Um, Nyla gets the phone signal back. She calls the music academy, and there's no spots left open. So John's like, it could be a good thing for Lila. Like, show her that life has its disappointments. And Nyla's just like, she's had enough of that. Like, she wants to show Lila how she can come through for her daughter. Mm-hmm. So Nyla then like is at the music academy trying to talk to the director to get Lila and he doesn't believe anything she's saying. Like and she's even in uniform. Yeah. Um, it was so funny though when she was like I was trying to yeah. and then a man fell from the sky. <laughs> and she's like, like I even have video evidence of it. Do you want to yeah. see it? And he's he's just like no. Like I'm not I'm not doing this. So then we see Alonzo again and he's there to try and get his daughter in with a box of cronuts and he even offers her one. It's kind of like awkward for them, but he says that she's that he's going to try and like poke around and try and find like another angle to get his daughter in. And so he asks her if she wants him to let her know of a workaround for Lila. Okay. Hulu captions caught this as Lila. Well, it sounded like he said Nyla. And I was like, wait a minute, what? Like, doesn't really make any sense, but okay. But Hulu caught it as Lila. It was just weird. So I was like, all right, I'm just waiting for it to say Nyla, but whatever. <laughs> so then um, we kind of go back over to John and his mom, or like the storyline with John's mom. Um, and we see Luna and Gray talking and she's, you know, thinking about her second act since Dominique's away at school and Gray's deep into his work and Gray's all confused because he's like, well, I thought you wanted me to retire. And she's like, yeah, but you're obviously not going to do that anytime soon. So my second act has to come. Um, and she is talking about potentially getting a job. Um, but she's not there to talk to Gray, which his face when she said that was hilarious. He was <laughs> like, excuse me? what um and so she needs to reinvent herself and who better to help that with than john nolan because of course i mean the man is like the definition of reinventing himself yeah and gray's like exasperation was like uh wholly portrayed yeah Uh, it was just it was great because he was just like okay like why am i here now yeah i'll just i'll just get up (laughs) my cue to exit great's like all right so clearly i'm not needed here right now so um so then we cut over to john and nyla who like whose phone is just dinging away and she's laughing and john's like i didn't know that you could do that and she says do what and he's like giggle um 
And so John's like, you know, who are you texting? And when she mentions that the person on the other side of the phone is a man, John is even more intrigued, kind of like giving her crap about it. And it was just funny to see. Like, again, that's the dynamic that, like, I love between them. Um, And Luna comes over and wonders if she can pick John's brain after she grabs a coffee. And Nyla's just like, you shouldn't give her any advice. Um, And no, John is like, why? That's what she asked for. And Nyla just kind of goes into it and says that he shouldn't get involved with this. Like she said, she tells him to just listen, smile, and nod to what Luna has to say. Um, and then when John's like, well, what if I can actually help her? Nyla, le- Nyla leaves it with, what if Sergeant Gray doesn't like the help that you give? Um, who do you think he will blame then? And John's face of realization is great here. I mean, this man is truly a meme. Truly a meme. Which is, like, I think just credit to Nathan's acting work. But I wonder, like, how he tapped into it. Because I was watching an episode of Castle last night. It just happened to come on TV. And I, uh-huh. I don't know. Um, but he wasn't as much of a meme in that. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's just like maybe it's part of the comedy aspect but i don't know it was just funny to like kind of draw the uh not like parallels but like kind of draw the connections there Mm -hmm. so then john can sympathize with luna and he's like you know they're talking and he tells her to just wait and be ready for her eureka moment um it turns out that she loves hearing that so we see no one's mom in the lobby of the station and she says that he swears by the oil that she's selling. Even adding that how would a 40 or 48-year-old rookie make it in the LAPD if it wasn't for the oil? And John comes up with Luna and he's like, nope, I'm 46. Like, stop adding two years to my life there. So then Evelyn gives Luna some of the oil. Smitty even comes up and tells Nolan that, you know, he sees why he uses that because his neck is already better. And Nolan's like, I don't use this. Like, I don't I don't know what this is. I've never put it on. So then Nolan tells Evelyn that she should go home. Like she really can't be there. So it turns out we find out that Evelyn sold Luna all of her bottles of CBD oil, which she had a lot. So, I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't want to get stuck with all that, but that's just me. Um, And Grace not happy about that. Not happy about it because honestly like that's that's a lot of oil so it turns out that luna paid evelyn ten thousand dollars for the franchise and no one tells his mom you know that she's giving luna all of her money back but evelyn's like luna doesn't want it back like she's happy with her purchase and evelyn shares that her and luna got to talking and she liked the business so evelyn sold it to her um and she wanted twenty five thousand, but luna's a heck of a negotiator and so she got it for 10. Um, and we find out a little bit more about John's past. Um, and this is apparently just like when he was doing his construction business. He would finish a job and then his mom would use his good name to sell his customers fraudulent home insurance policies. And he almost lost his business license once. So John, like, just he doesn't draw boundaries with his mom, it seems like. So he's just like getting agitated with his mom he gets to the station then and smithy's just like what your mom sold me is poisonous um and i'm not the only one who had a bad reaction to it 
And so we see that everyone has rashes and Gray knocks on the window. He's not happy. Um, and Luna's in his office too. And, you know, just as John's going to apologize, Luna's like, no, it's not you who needs to. It's, it's Wade that needs to apologize. So Gray goes to put some on his hand and no one stops him. And it turns out that Luna didn't know anything about the toxicity of it either, of the oil either. And Gray's like, what did I tell you? Like, I told you so. So, I don't know. Like, Luna and Gray's dynamic is just great. Like, they're both sassy and have a low tolerance for BS with each other. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. I just want to see that again, too. Mm-hmm. Like, just give us all of the Gray and Luna moments, please. Yeah. So, Nolan is on the phone with his mom. And as soon as he tells her that the oil is toxic and she needs to give Luna back her money, the line goes dead. So, Nolan's like, I will make a second call to her right now <laughs> um so then nolan goes back to luna um after talking with his mom who is claiming that the entire ten thousand dollars worth of money is tied up in other investments um so he has the address of the supplier and he'll get a refund and gray's like i'll take care of it like don't worry about it and then luna she is an independent woman takes the address and she's like nope I'm taking care of this. So you two can tag along, but this is going to be me taking care of it. Um, and Gray's like, that's fine because Nolan and I can't handle a personal matter in uniform anyway. So they have to change out. And then Gray's like, and Nolan can listen to me brainstorm how I'm going to punish him. And Luna stands up for Nolan just saying like that it's not his fault and she even brings up her dad which makes John feel awkward but changes Grace too. So Luna then gives John advice on how to deal with his mom and set boundaries um, and he has to do whatever he needs to to protect himself um, and find his limits. So that's kind of where we leap off with Nolan's mom in a way right there. Um, But then Luna, Gray, and Nolan all arrive at the warehouse where the oil is being distributed from and immediately they walk up to men and luna's like i'm in charge um the men are shady but you know i mean they work in a warehouse distributing cbd oil like i don't know i feel like anyone would be um maybe not but who knows so luna's like i'm taking it all from there and when they say there's no refunds luna's like i'll alert the the better business bureau and health department which is fine with him but they can't do it there so then john steps in and he asks if the product is if the product is out there um or he says that if the product is out there the business will dry out from how toxic it is and john's just like just give the ten thousand dollars back but the guy's like it was worth two thousand so i don't know where you're getting ten thousand from and gray doesn't hold back saying that's a pretty hefty franchise fee that his mom is being charged which yeah um but then the other guys get a good laugh out of it being nolan's mom because who wouldn't um so then the guys tell them to get out of there and and next time to not bring some muscle that is past its expiration date um but gray and nolan don't like that i mean obviously no one would um so then gray tells luna to go downstairs and the music gets a little bit more intense so we kind of know that some shit's gonna go down um but you know it kind of looks like they're reaching for guns they're definitely like reaching in the boxes so 
we see like Gray and Nolan partner up, um, which more of that, please and thank you. And more than just like one episode of it. Like yeah. anymore. Um but then like as Luna's calling for help, one guy comes from the one guy comes and stops the elevator from closing, but you know, she has her pepper spray and she kicks him to the ground. So the guy then crawls back into the room and Nolan and Gray or Gray sees her and he's just like sees him and he's like, That's my girl. He's proud of her. We love we love proud Sergeant Wade Gray. Yep. So then we get to the end of the episode and Nyla's walking out um, of the station and, you know, she stops in the lobby and she sees that Alonzo is there. And he says that he had to give her the good news in person because both of their daughters are now enrolled in the music academy for the summer. So the director has a charity that's close to his heart and that's also desperate for volunteers. So she'll have to clear her calendar for a bit um, and she asks how she can thank him. And he suggests going out to dinner. Um, but she's like, I can't tonight because I've got Lila. Um, but she owes him. And because he's a single dad too, like he he understands. So um, that's that's cool. It's kind of funny, like watching this back, knowing that like I yeah. was with James. Now. Yeah. When Alonzo was like, you can make it up to me by buying me dinner or whatever. I was like, I'm sure that he didn't mean it like that. But like, I took it that way and i was like dude she wouldn't buy you dinner like i'm sure that you either you guys would like split like go dutch on it or like you would buy the dinner but like she can take you out she can ask you out but like you're not gonna make her buy the dinner are you like i don't know (laughs) but maybe that was just me like reading too much into it so yeah i don't know i guess i didn't really i didn't like think of it as you're saying it i guess so then Evelyn comes home to find her bags packed and Nolan's just like I got to a room at the airport hotel your flight leaves at 6 a.m the following morning and she's not happy about it for a few reasons um but she has to deal with it because her problems are no longer his and he wants her gone this entire scene was sad to watch because I mean you realize Nolan's dad isn't around henry is like off in japan in season four like he's not around nolan's divorce so his ex-wife isn't around like nolan doesn't have anyone and so for him to even like push away his mom i was like man that's like really sad like he's really relying on his co-workers to be like any source of support for him like it's the found family aspect big time well, because, like, what, he broke up with Grace in season two. Mm-hmm. Doesn't start dating Bailey until like end of three, season 14. three. Yeah. So it's not like he has, like, that aspect of his life really, like, squared away either. I was trying to think, was there another woman in between Grace and Bailey? But oh, no, God. There wasn't. I don't think so. I don't know. But then what the heck was he doing? Well, he had to get through all the Armstrong stuff. That's true, yeah. And then... And then, like, not getting to be a detective. Yeah. Well, and then he had to do, like, the 30 day, like thirty extra days, mm-hmm. like, for training and stuff. So he was just, like, He was in back. his, like, ethics class, too. Like, with oh, right. He was back Ryan. to school. That's right. Yeah, I... 
right, I did right, like right. when they didn't focus on him having like a significant other. Yeah, it, I mean, it was it like showed his growth. Yeah, um, but it was yeah. just like he didn't have that aspect to like lean on in like yeah. this moment. Yeah. So yeah, it was a sad. It was a sad scene. It was, and like you know, he showed emotion too, which we yeah. haven't seen Nolan do. So, um, but then she's like, you know, you have all of your little cop friends fooled, thinking you're a wholesome small town guy and you're just like your father. But no one doesn't like hearing that. Honestly, I didn't either. I was like, okay, you're taking it too far here. Like, I know that you're pissed at him, but like, this is just not right. And, you know, I mean, Nolan is like her only kid. So, Mm -hmm. um, like, just the way that his mom like talked down to him like it just made me very uncomfortable um and he says that he'll always love her but like he just doesn't want to see her anymore and before she leaves she has to get one last jab in though saying becoming a cop at 48 is ridiculous and john's just like i'm 46 and this is over um and he's just feeling torn off about it and like the music that's playing is just so fitting like I don't know. It was it was just a sad scene. It really yeah. was. And to see it like four episodes into season three was really sad too. Yeah. It was just but. not things were not uh going very well for John. Like no post season two finale slash three oh one. No. No. Yeah. But that's it for the Nolan and Harper with a little bit of Nolan's mom in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was yeah, I just felt so bad for John. Like, Same. It's just, yeah. Because, like, he, because he's not one to, like, you know, like, dish the, like, you know, rude or, like, you know, mean or underhanded comments, like, back to people. Yeah. I mean, he'll stand up to people, but he's not, you know, it's like, he's not going to be, like, have that intent to, like, hurt. Right. someone with words and so I just feel like it's hard for him to like deal with that yeah being done to him which is understandable mm-hmm. but yeah yeah I don't know like 301 to I would say even like 305 were like tough episodes like for everyone yeah so yeah but no. take us through Weston Stan yeah speaking of really tough not things, that it's like god. any better but yeah it was oh my gosh this was so crazy to me like I had not that I had forgotten because I remember like how well done it was like just in terms of like the writing and the acting and the you know like how they like did this whole arc but it was just so difficult to like watch even now like because just poor, even like at the very beginning like poor Jackson's just like on his morning run and like as soon as he can like kind of sense that like the shop is like coming and so he like immediately like raises his hands and is like you know I'm you know like I live down the street like I'm a cop and um even though it's just um Sergeant Gray that gets out of the car um he's just you know like you just like you could like see the like you know tension um and then it was kind of gone from his uh face but still it was just kind of like and they did not the what is it not the heartbeat thing but you could like hear the like um his like feet on the pavement I guess yeah as he's running like I don't know it was just that was a well done 
um, like start for him. Um, and Greg came to talk to him because he was like, you know, you were right. Like benching um, Stanton isn't enough. Like he needs to be off the job for good. Um, but since like Gray's hands are tied, so he can't do anything, but like Jackson's aren't. So um, he asks him what he's like willing to do to like take Doug down essentially. Um, and he's just like, you know, like whatever it takes, like he, he wants to do this. Um, and so Gray will supervise West as he keeps like a sort of like a like running tab in a way of like infractions that Doug will like or you know they're like predicting that he will do on the job um, because we know obviously he's he's not a good cop and so these things are going to come up um, but like he can't really like talk about it like the only other police officers that will like know what's going on is um there are tim and lucy um because they'll be like the quote unquote backup for uh jackson and so the first time they are riding in the shop like doug's being all casual asking if like jackson caught the game last night and he's kind of like rolls with it and he's like you know like yeah they you know they you know really did good or like they you know like whatever he's just like responding like everything's normal um things like it was I don't know like they did a good job of just like what's the word I'm looking for like a segue I guess into like Doug just like glancing over happening to see this like young man walking down the street and like kind of asks if everything like if anything looks out of place but like before jackson can answer doug's radioing the dispatch to like hold them down Mm -hmm. at a pedestrian stop um and cut to lucy being like okay let's go like we know that you know the uh intersection they're stopped at like we gotta go um but tim's like we can't be too obvious or else like jackson's screwed because then doug will know what's up and so they have to like um like hang back and wait until it escalates um and which is such a sucky thing but like i totally get it yeah you know yeah like you like could obviously see the worry yeah that was like happening for lucy who's like her best friend you know and right you want to go help your best friend like tim feels bad too but like i don't know i don't feel like he's as close to jackson as lucy is yeah well and it's like and I feel like he maybe I don't know because what they're not out of their like rookie period yet so it's like he has to kind of think you know like be what's the word like objective about it in a way Mm -hmm. it's like he doesn't want to put like his rookie at risk either or like you know go into like this situation you know like things blazing and like it's gonna you know like because then that would like further escalate it probably and like just make it I don't know because like oh shoot I don't know was it this is what happens when we watch these out of order um (laughs) (laughs) um, I can't remember what the one was where like Tim and Doug like get in each other's face for a second you know and like he was like you know I have some like you know new techniques or something I wanted to try and Doug's like okay you want to go down he's like yeah let's go and then Lucy's like no no <laughs> like that was beginning of 305 305 okay yeah because so I was like I just watched that 
but okay. I didn't watch it for the podcast. So it okay. yeah, it's three oh five. Because yeah, Lucy absolutely. was like, I got a little testosterone kick out of that. And Tim's like, yeah. yeah, you did. Like, okay. Yeah, that was yeah. 305. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, and so, like, obviously, it's, like, there's still this, like, going to be this tension that's still there. But it's, like, he doesn't want to, like, you know, make it worse um, mm-hmm. right yet. And so, anyway, but, um, so, like, they do stop the shop. Um, Doug gets out. I mean, Jackson, like, comes around, too. Like, they're both coming um off their doors um but like Doug does most of the talking um which like I get it I guess like because Jackson has to be like observant and like yeah you know like observe and report like that kind of thing but I just like I just felt bad because I felt like Jackson was like so like I mean yes he has to be cautious but I just felt bad because like you knew he wanted to say something right like in all of these situations but he just like he is he's like between a rock and a hard place it's just so it's just a it just sucks yeah um it just sucks um so like since Doug has kind of control of the conversation um he like stops the um the young man asks if he lives around here um he doesn't he is just visiting a friend and now he's headed to the bus stop um Doug is kind of like okay the bus stop is the opposite direction um so he asked to see his ID um he like runs the ID so we learn the guy's name is um Armand Gusta um so like they, he runs a check on him comes back clear although like as they're like running it Doug had the nerve to ask if he had out any outstanding warrants and he's like I've never been arrested before in my life like he just you know like what you know like what kind of question is that well i don't understand is why he asked that when he was running the license anyway like you can see that why are you having to ask him i mean the guy could easily lie and then you see it on the record anyway yeah well i mean i feel like it's just kind of like another way that like you know you can like make someone like apprehensive yeah and like make the situation uncomfortable yeah or like Um, just confess and then yeah. Not, you know, yeah yeah um because then like the next thing like so obviously everything's like all clear um you know like point him in the the right direction of the bus stop um you know all that and then just like Doug's like you know well we wouldn't have problems like this if more of them behaved like that one like that really bothered me just because I mean yeah. I this whole entire thing bothers me um even though I understand why they you know did it um like have the storyline and stuff it's just like it's the it's the ca- like casual racism I guess yeah or like everyday I hope I'm saying I'm, I think that's the term it's either casual racism or everyday racism it's just like it's the way that he goes about it and yeah says it. I'm like there's so many different ways that you could have formed that sentence yeah um and so yeah it just it's just one more way that he can kind of you know like get that final like dig in mm-hmm. um and so you know like that's that's only their first stop unfortunately there's there's more to come um this one like oh my gosh this poor woman i almost like made me emotional like because this poor lady yeah. is just trying to like do what she can to like protect herself and then like and it just bam like they just show up and then just like wreck the whole thing um because like 
their next stop um they stop a woman she had like ran a stop sign um doug asked to see her license registration and proof of insurance um she's a young african-american female so she you know like asks out loud if she can like reach for it um and she and he replies with like do it slowly um so she does she hands over the items to him um we find out her name's erica doug asks why she's so nervous and she's like no reason you can like see her eyes are kind of looking from doug to jackson Mm -hmm. um Doug then asks if there's anything like illegal in the car or on her person and she's like no um so it's I feel like just the way he like phrases it um again is just like a way that like they can't really say no yeah it's like you don't mind if we search the car like you know it's not a, it's not an ask it's a like it's I wish I knew the like if there is a term for this like a like a statement you like almost have to agree to (laughs) i don't know if there's like a one word well it is i mean it's like what gray said like he knows just enough to like not get him in trouble and like he knows how to spin it so that it's like no i asked her and she confessed to that like i didn't jump to conclusions it's like but you really did you just went about it in a different way yeah um and, like, Jackson does try to say, like, you know, they, we don't have to search the car. Um, but Doug turns it um, and is like, you know, well, if there's nothing illegal, then, you know, she shouldn't mind, right? So it's, again, like, she kind of feels, like, obligated mm-hmm. to let them do that. Um, this is when she does mention that there are guns in the trunk. Um, so things, you know, the music gets, you know, more tense and, like, you know, things kind of... Um, escalate and Doug has her get out of the car and stuff um they're her ex-husband's guns like she was on her way to the police station to turn them in um because her ex isn't happy with how their divorce is going and he's been threatening her and she has a restraining order but that's not like stopping him from like driving by her house every day and stuff and so she used her old key to get the guns um yeah and she's like explaining that she's you know like getting like being you know like she's tearful when she's explaining this she's like trying to you know make them understand jackson is obviously way more understanding or like you know sympathetic um doug's just like nope she admitted to you know like three illegal things like you know he's gonna arrest her right now for burglary possession of stolen property and illegally transporting firearms um and jackson kind of like pulls him to the side which not that it was good, but, like, I thought it was smart that they had this happen again because, like, I want to say it was the last episode we watched of season three, like, 302. Yeah. Um, when Doug was, like, originally, like, you know, think of us as equals. You yes. know, like, we're, you know, we're partners in this. I'm not, you know, your training officer. I'm, you know, so you can, you know, come to me and, you know, we can have this conversation, you know, these conversations and it's cool. Yeah. Um. But that is not the case here. Uh, He, like, I don't know how, maybe it's an actor thing. Like, you can, like, I don't know, like, intense emotions, like, emanating from their eyes or something. But, like, Brandon's, like, you can see, like, his eyes, like, change Mm -hmm. in his expression. Um, And um, he's, like, you know, 
like never speak to me like that again like I'm your superior officer I'm not one of your homeboys um and so you know Jackson obviously like backed off and was like sorry sorry I understand like you know um so they have to take uh Erica in and so poor Jackson is obviously feeling like very like shaken up over this whole thing that happens and like he's trying to talk to Lucy about it and she's like yes it's awful but it's it's awful but lawful is what she says um and Jackson had mentioned that like Erica's story checked out like there was a restraining order in place there had been 911 calls to the house like there's you know like everything was like she was doing everything right and now like they like I said earlier like they had kind of wrecked it and so like Jackson thinks that it's like all his fault and he wonders like how many more people might get hurt while he's trying to like do the right thing essentially and like bringing Doug down and then we get um well like side note though really random side note all the food trucks like I like seeing all the food trucks I don't know Mm -hmm. why but I do it was like fun to like actually see them like have different foods and stuff like in the scene um but anyway so we see Doug is I don't know if like Tim was even like waiting in line or if Doug was waiting in line but somehow they're just standing next to each other um and you can just like feel Tim's like disgust oh yeah he. I mean you see see it in his face but you can feel it too yeah just as soon as like it's happening like he obviously knows it's not gonna go well um so like Doug just asking like what's up with Jackson he's like questioning all of his stops and Tim's like well gee um maybe it's not the student it's the teacher um and Doug idiotically thinks that oh gee that must mean it's Angela's fault like no Mm -hmm. (laughs) like that's not what he said um and I just thought like he just like made you know because he's like I don't see you know Chen questioning your every move it's like why are we bringing like both of the women in Tim's life like into this conversation like why is he so ridiculous I almost Um, wonder if he knew like Tim and Angela are friends like I wonder if he knew or if he was just speaking out of pocket with that yeah I have no idea um and so you know but he's like well I have you know 20 days to like you know to fix it all like and it just oh my god just and you could just see like you said like there was a literal like Tim looked like he wanted to like just end him yeah Yeah. like it was just so ridiculous um and I mean bravo to Eric's like micro expressions because like when Doug was saying like oh well it's you know all that nonsense Lopez has been teaching him and Tim like you could like he's just like that like seconds away from like an eye roll and a scoff but he you know like refrained him was so. the arthur a meme of like you know like the arthur fist oh with the fist yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, he was that meme like yeah. if there was a meme to describe tim bradford in that moment that would be it like yeah. i just want to like dock you right now but i can't yeah mm-hmm. um and so the next time well we see like tim 
and Lucy, um, they're talking to Doug's last rookie, um, who's named Ben Owens, because Doug had mentioned in his out-of-turn way that, like, you know, his last rookie didn't question him, and he would, you know, implying that he, you know, he was, he was a black man, and so, um, Tim kind of, like, took that information and, like, tracked down the rookie and was, like, okay, like, we're gonna see if he's gonna, you know, like, give them dirt on Doug. Um, also, can we talk about how when Tim and Lucy were sitting at the desk, like, there was literally no personal space between them. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, literally none. Yeah. They do not know what personal space is. No. I mean, we love that. But also, yeah. like, ma'am, don't be so loud. Yeah, like, I know. Get well, closer to Tim. <laughs> how much closer could you get? Yeah. Well, I just thought it was kind of funny how, like, in that scene, so, like, before they go and talk to um, this rookie, like, um, they had, like, shown them, like, um, like walking away, like, from mm-hmm. the desk. And just, like, you could see, like, their height difference and, like, you know, they're still, like, and, like, Lucy walks on and then Tim's, yeah. like, you know, like, standing there, like, contemplating things and just, it was just a good, like, casual scene for them even though the conversation they were having at the desk was uh the opposite of casual yeah but um and again we get a moment of uh melissa and eric being in sync when they like do the like turning off of their body cams um Mm -hmm. it's like the code of silence um and i well okay i hesitate to say like because obviously they're having a serious conversation but just like Tim tries to like play it cool and is like he needs some info, like be like the way that Doug like, does business. But Lucy's like try she's like she tries really hard to like, you know, keep like keep it casual. But she's like, oh for you know, she's like, Oh, for God's sake, we all know what we're talking about here. Like, do you think he's a racist? And um Ben Owens is not budging because he's like, Yeah, like he's a hater, but you know, he has his promotion to think about. He is, you know, better up like so he's not gonna like rat out Doug mm-hmm. so it's kind of a bust um so they like kind of strike out which is like what makes the like next scene like kind of eerie like at the end yeah show up um and which okay so like why am I just now thinking this? Am I just stupid? And like, if I say this, is everyone else going to already have thought this? I don't even care. So like, you know, the tip that they get that there's like a yes. deal going down? Like, yeah. so that was Owens, right? Okay. That's literally what I was thinking too. Right? Like, I don't know how it took me this long to put it together. <laughs> I was trying to think. I was like, okay, that had to have been Owens. But then how was how did Doug know that that drug deal was going down? Like, yeah, I don't... Like, where, like, how the heck did... Like, did Ben supposedly know about it? It's like, was he just, like, watching it? Or, like, was he gonna, like, was he gonna go and then just, like, be like, hey, like, okay, you take this call instead? That's like, what I was wondering. That or, like, Ben and Doug, like, have been working together, like, on the side. I don't know. Because I was like, that tip had to have come from Owens, like that phone call. Yeah. It had to have the way well, that he, Doug answered he did, the like, phone. Like the casual, yeah, he was like, "Hey, brother," and I'm like, "No, yeah, like, none of that." But then when he was like, "Yeah, we got a tip," I was like, "But it's like you made it sound like it. 
yeah can so, someone else just like confirm that if they thought this too like do let us know because like i feel like i'm like i literally dumb thought that for too. not knowing yeah. that though if that was like the thing because like were they trying to make that like an obvious connection i apparently just didn't pick up on it till now or i didn't what? catch it on the first watch but on the second no. third i was like wait this yeah. like it's gotta have some type of connection but it doesn't totally make sense so mm. like what's going on here yeah like it it answered some questions and then like created some others yeah also um, i we'll get to it at that because i'm <laughs> yeah there's... not really satisfied with how this story ended yeah. obviously like next episode but like this yeah, episode but like for so. this yeah no yeah. i i'm with you yeah um and so i so yes um they do get a tip that there's like a drug deal going down an alley um so they're like chasing the guys because they like split up there's like three of them um doug has jackson glasses on with a backpack um and the kid like throws the back I don't know what to call it I call it like a grate but it's not like quite a sewer but like like it like will lead to a sewer eventually yeah. I think um but anyway so like the kid throws the bag down he's like trying to hide the evidence obviously um he's you know mouthing off to Doug like trying to kind of you know just, just be you know like get a rise out of him a little bit but it's like Doug did not have to take it to this level of like you know he needs to be taught a lesson so he's gonna mm-hmm. take him back to the shop and then you know music goes again and like you know we see Jackson's like worried that Doug is going to beat the crap out of this like kid like a young younger kid yeah um, and like Doug had lost his body cam well he didn't lose it i think he yeah Yeah. he just lost quote yeah um and so there wouldn't be a record if like he if anything like did try to happen um and poor jackson i feel so bad when he tried to call gray and then he didn't like he got gray's voicemail yeah but then you know gray had to go you know gray was dealing with some other stuff yeah Yeah, he had to yeah he he had a lot um and so jackson's like okay like you know i he just takes off running towards um stanton and where the kid is um only to find the kids in the backseat of the shop he's like unharmed uh and you kind of like see that you start to hear doug would be like you know like what are you doing here um and then he's jackson's like well i was you know trying to make sure that you know you were all right um and like tim and lucy had kind of shown up then and like just you know played it off like they were in the area too um just you know wanted to check in and this is when we get the like creepy you know like doug being like no you know my last rookie owens and then he looks like directly well it it's implied that like he's looking if like the camera is like him you know like yeah. looking at tim and lucy yeah um who then look at each other when he makes this like pointed remark um you know like his last rookie think he thinks that they know him like you know always had his back and he like you know kind of wishes wishes jackson was more like him um yeah and so it's kind of Stephen, that has to be. They had to have been in communication and 
They had to have been. He would have been like, you know, hey, these two, you know, other cops, you know, like came and talked to me about you. Like, what do you think that's about? That's how I imagined it. When, like, when Owens was like, I'm not going to rat or I'm not going to like, you know, rat out Sam. Like, he's, yes, he's a bad cop, but like, also he can help me. I was like, this dude's going to like totally flip on them. Like, yeah. I saw that coming. And then when they got the tip, when Stan got the tip, I was like, that's Owens. There's no way that that's not Owens. Yeah. And then all of this, I was like, just confirmed it even more. It's like, yeah. Well, yeah. And then it just made me, like, I don't know if he was just really good at, like, putting on this, like, front mm-hmm. or if he was actually, like, conflicted in, like, talking to Shenford because, like, even Tim was like, you, you know, did you see his face? Like, he's going to, you know, He's torn up about it, like you know, give yeah. him time. He'll he'll talk to us. I mean, he kind of broke a a little bit, but not really. Like yeah. he didn't really, he didn't really show any like sympathy for Jackson's like predicament. When like you know, well, I guess Tim confronted him first outside of like his station or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Jackson came up too. Um. Because, like, Ben was like, well, you know, blue protects blue and the system's not going to change and Doug's not going down without a fight. So it's Dude, like... I was so annoyed with that. Yeah. Well, so it's like, again, like, he doesn't show any sympathy, really, but it's like you can... Like, you know that he... You know that he knows that what Doug was doing was not... Yeah. Right. So that's the line that kind of, like, it made me mad because I was like, blue protects blue. Okay yes fine but also like you two are the same skin color like you know you both are going like jackson is going through what ben owens went through why would ben not want to help jackson yeah like honestly that is what pissed me off more because i was like okay yeah blue protects blue fine but then what about like the overarching like issue of it all like okay i could see blue protects blue maybe like you know if you were with a civilian or something and that happened but even then no like you still help someone that you know is a person of color like it just when ben owen said that i was like dude that's just not the right move i'm kind of surprised that we didn't see owens again in the episode that Stan ended up showing up in. Oh, it like came back. Yeah. Because yeah. like why wouldn't they like have still been in contact or whatever? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I guess I'm assuming it was just to show another complexity in this yeah. overarching like story of of an African American person having this viewpoint that most would view as problematic or like surprising Mm -hmm. I guess because you would think if anyone would have that view that would almost be Jackson because of like him being a legacy cop and everything Yeah, but it's not Jackson like Jackson was willing to throw away his entire career to take down Sam and it's just not it's not fair yeah no it's not so yeah and it just it's yeah um and then of course you know like on the on the heels of that statement of doug's not going down without a fight 
Judge wrote up a fucking blue page on Jackson and presented it to Gray. And, like, he's just, you know, like, putting on this front of, like, oh, you know, it'd be a damn shame for him to wash out of the program. Like, knowing full well a blue page on his record will make sure that that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could see, like, you know, Gray, like, I don't know that because I don't know how that like works if like even though Sergeant Gray is like above Doug if like he has to like if they're like required to put this blue page like it doesn't matter yeah you know like who wrote it or like why if it's like mandatory has to go in the file or something like yeah, I don't know because like Gray was like I can personally you know like attest to you know Jackson being a good you know or solid cop Mm-hmm. Um, but then yeah, he still like he still held the page and well, he threw it, you know, threw it down. But um, still like Doug just like got to walk away. Yeah, I'm curious now. I kind of want to know if that's like a mandatory thing because like yeah, that's just like the last like little. It's gonna be a bad expression considering what happened to Jackson, but like nail in the coffin kind of thing. Yeah. Like, you know it's like yeah like just why why so i was just thinking about it i'm curious to know if okay so say that jackson was partnered up with tim as a to Mm -hmm. say jackson and lucy had switched switched spots Mm -hmm. if doug would have still been like this with lucy i'm sure because he was a racist cop no matter what but i mean we even Mm -hmm. saw how he talked to lucy in 305 but like I'm, I wonder if he would have been this bad. I don't know. Like yeah. I, I wonder, and I also wonder, did Doug knew that Jackson, like knew who Jackson's dad was, right? I mean, he had to have. Or well, because isn't it the next episode though that he's like my dad's like IA dumbass, like he, you know, like oh maybe I don't yeah. Know, I don't know if he fully knew the the like scope of like who jackson was yeah like i don't yeah, know because i know he said i think like in 302 or whatever he's like you know well wait he might have i don't think doug see that's the thing is i don't think doug thought that jackson would really you know like have enough of yeah you know, a backbone to like fight that yeah which is unfortunate yeah um, i mean don't underestimate yeah. don't know and honestly just don't underestimate anyone because they can show their true colors easily so yeah i don't know that i mean honestly though i feel like i feel like doug probably would have been just as bad in different ways because not only is lucy a minority like she's also a woman yeah Yeah. in a man in a male dominated field and since doug is such a racist son of a bitch um i feel like he would kind of be this you know um what's the thing misogynistic yeah that's the word i was gonna say chauvinist well maybe that too yeah um, yeah, um so i feel like he would kind of be like like you know what is she doing or what is she trying Mm -hmm. to prove you know like which would be so horrible yeah um because I definitely, I don't, I mean, not that Lucy wouldn't stand up for herself, because she would, but, like, there's only so much, you know, yeah. you could do with, like, a person like that. 
I mean, even if Doug was partnered up with Nolan, like he would still be just the nasty person that he is. I mean, well, because he would pull the age thing. I'm sure that's true. He he probably would be a is it ageist? Yeah. Um, he very well could be. Yeah, although I'm. But I don't. He wouldn't be as bad. I don't think. No, because Nolan's a white male. Uh huh. So. In a yeah. way, I mean, he could he could be very uh, like su- like subset specific, yeah, and be like an ageist too, I suppose. But uh, yeah, I do. I mean, Nolan probably would have had the easiest time, mm-hmm. which is yeah, is that yeah, that would be all three. Yeah, yeah. God. I also wonder what it would have been like if we had Doug Stanton in season four and he was partnered up with Aaron Thorson. <laughs> I mean, it would be the same type of thing. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe Doug would be like, like intrigued by Aaron and like why he became a cop and all that, but it would be the same thing. Yeah, I feel like he would just put on a show and like feign mm-hmm. interest, and then it just would, you know, turn yeah. into a, a shit show. Then, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting, and I'm I'm interested to know like how they wrote him, like what they thought, like the writers, obviously, and like mm-hmm. how they kind of saw this little story arc, like yeah. kind of thought about it from episode one through three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, that's that's it on Jackson mm-hmm. for this episode. I was kind of, you know, glad that the episode ended on something slash someone other than Nolan. Although poor poor John though. I oh my god. Yeah. That was still really a sad, sad note to end on for him. But I was just you know, just with the like complete importance of like jackson's story yeah. i felt like it was it was good that it it ended the episode yeah so, so next we have chenford which these it's just gonna be like a short section because it's covering the parts that like aren't really with weston stan um but after Jackson says that they're good at the traffic stop, uh, Lucy's, you know, in the shop with Tim. And she's like, it's just not fair to Jackson. He shouldn't have to ride with the T.O. who he's never sure when they're going to cross the line. And Tim agrees, saying that, you know, he can't imagine what that's like. And Lucy's like, oh, I know what it's like because my first day is a rookie. Like, I thought you were going to be my dog. And Tim's like, Tim gets very defensive. And he's like, how am I anything like that guy? And Lucy reminds him of their first day working together uh, when she was walking alongside the shop and the Spanish speaking gardeners haunted them. And, you know, he turned it into a Tim test um, when she didn't translate his less than PC words correctly. Um, He then lit into her and Tim's like, so I'm a bad cop now. And Lucy's like, not at all, but that was a bad stop. And how do you think those men felt about that interaction? Um, and Tim passes back, you know, saying, I'm not looking for five-star Yelp reviews. Um, I, you know, have to get the job done. And Lucy points out that so did they. Um, 
And so, you know, he's just even more on the defense now saying excessive and unnecessary use of the horn is against law, plus they'd several vehicle violations, um, and he could have impounded their truck. And Lucy, you know, gets just as he did, like, asking if that justified him terrorizing him. But, you know, Tim, Tim at this point has just had enough, and he doesn't want to talk about it anymore. So... Then we see Chenford. This is, again, like, separate from the Weston Sand stuff. They're walking up to a house, and Lucy's like, are you still mad at me? Because, you know, you look like it. And he's just like, nope. You know, I'm not going to push it any further. And, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. It just felt like such a wifey move for Lucy. You know, her being like, are you still mad at me? Because you look at at yeah. least madder than usual. So, yeah. Well, and, like, when they were arguing, it was very much, like, just the back and forth of, like, yeah. just someone. That, I mean, they obviously, they really understand each other, but, oh, just this whole thing. I just, I mean, yeah. I felt bad for Tim, but in a way, I'm glad they had this redeemable. Right. Like, yeah. Mini storyline in here. Yeah. So then the homeowner called her, called them because... Her and the neighbors keep getting their deliveries stolen. And Tim's like, we'll walk around the neighborhood and see if any other neighbors have doorbell cameras to get any like footage. So once they leave the homeowner, Tim's like, you know, I'm not mad, but I am upset at myself because Lucy's right. And he used the situation with the gardeners without thinking about the impact that he had on them. And while he can't undo it, he can make sure that he never does it again. So and Lucy's just like, she's all proud wifey. And she's like, that's progress. I'm proud of you. And Tim has to keep up his sassy and tough exterior because, of course. And he's like, I'm thrilled. And that is one of, like, the Chenford gifts, like, that people talk about, like, with their chemistry and stuff. Um, and oh. I, I forgot that it was in this episode. Yeah, I had forgotten about it. Yeah. So. so then they see a dog walk up some steps and take a bag of food. And one of my favorite lines from Melissa is the porch pirate is a doggy. Yeah, I don't know why. Like how she just says like doggy. Like and I don't she, know. And she <laughs> says it just like so not like not even nonchalant, but just like casual. Yeah. And I just want to know if doggy was in the script or if that was something that Melissa added instead of a dog. I yeah. mean, either way, it's cute and completely a Lucy Chen thing. But like I don't know. It was just, it was perfect. <laughs> so then they follow the dog who delivers the food to a homeless man. Um, and, you know, Lucy's like, and someone's getting arrested today or something. And Tim just kind of looks down at her and like smirks. And I mean, the Chenford moment is just, it's so cute right there. I honestly yeah. forgot that that happened. Yeah, like, I did too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the eye contact and the looks that's happening. <laughs> I mean, literally chef's kiss. Like, we'll be posting yeah. that scene to our Twitter page later. This yes, week. we so. will. <laughs> Mostly because it's just, it's too good. I mean, we yeah. have to take every possible chance that we can get to post Shunford, right? Yeah. I mean, otherwise, yeah. what are we? We're yeah. literally nothing yeah. if we're not posting Shunford. <laughs> yeah well just because like it was i mean it was like important to have this like in here for tim to like you know kind of have him see there these ways yeah yeah um 
because it, it is a moment that is talked about from the pilot of just like how much of a you know everyone's like how much of a jerk tim is in the pilot yeah. and that's the main reason why he's you know uh unlikable yeah at, at first um and but like obviously he and then like i had forgotten to mention like when they were at the desk like earlier and like they were talking and like tim you know you could tell that he was uncomfortable saying like how you know cops have all these like barriers that like help protect them from yeah. like you know getting in trouble and stuff he's like you know sometimes it's good like for you know actual situations where you could use you know like lawyers and the union and, and mm-hmm. all that but and then he like took what lucy said to heart about you know like how she didn't want them to just be like guardian angels for jackson and then like you know that's why he tracked down the rookie so yeah he like there are some redeemable moments for for tim but i mean it was good i feel like might have been in i feel like 303 might have had a similar like lucy pointing out like the error of tim's ways yeah i distinctly remember them being in polos i think for part of the episode i think that was 303 so i feel like it's like a good like mini like thread running through the early season three episodes for them so yeah that was cute though the like i need i it made me want chenford with kojo like i need need that (laughs) we need that again because we only had that in what season two like we need that again yeah but like him i don't know them just being cute yeah definitely I literally have no expectations for it besides comfort <laughs> with Kojo. Like, yeah. I don't care where it's at. I don't care who's, like, I don't care. I just need it. Yeah. Literally no expectations for it, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then last, but certainly not least, we have Lopez, which their whole thing is, you know, Angela's being a pregnant queen and Wesley's just kind of along for the ride. Essentially. <laughs> Pretty much. Like how I felt. That is the best way to describe it. Because even yeah. Angela's like, I wear the pants in this. Like, I don't know. Yep. Oh, yeah. She's yeah. like, like it, I just love how, like, Wesley has to keep reiterating that it's like, you know, we have to do this or it's yeah. our pregnancy. And she's like, you don't have to do anything. This is my pregnancy. Like, knock it off. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so like for them, it like starts like Angela's just sitting um, at the table and she's like eating pickles and marshmallow fluff. That's the only way I can like describe it. I don't know if there's a yeah. better term. No, it was fluff. it was labeled so marshmallow like, flush, you know, fluff. Like, yeah. Um, I also just like have to know. This is just me being extra curious of just like how many times do they have to do this like kind of stuff with like food scenes or like was that just really just like a craving that like I don't know since like you know Alyssa was like actually you know like pregnant like Mm -hmm. was it just like a random craving for her and then they like wrote this into the scene or like you know whatever and if it wasn't random craving for her like if it was solely just written for Angela how did they choose 
pickles and marshmallow fluff. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I if there's like research on that or something. Yeah. I don't know. Cravings. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, it was just, I just, I wonder about these things. Um, because <laughs> I would think that, like, especially if you're like, you have like just these random cravings, like, I don't know if you could eat like, you know, pickles and marshmallow, uh, yeah. for like, you know, 20 times or whatever in a row, or I don't because, know. Because like cravings come and go, but I also feel like it had to have been a real craving for her. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. Who knows? But like, yeah. if it was me and they just were like, "Yeah, like you're eating this," and I didn't like, so, like it just didn't taste good together, I wouldn't have been able to eat it for twenty yeah, takes or whatever. Not, no, but also, yeah. again, that's why they're the professionals, and that I'm not, so. <laughs> not. Yeah, well, see, I, I mean, I would like, do it, but yeah, I don't even like pickles, so you could not. No, I don't think there's enough money in the world for me to eat a pickle. I can't stand them i like going spurts with pickles but like i don't have them a whole lot so but i've heard people like a lot can love pickles during their pregnancy marshmallow yeah. buff never yeah. heard that but yeah i don't know it reminded me of this one scene in a different show that i was watching where like the character like had a carrot like was eating a carrot in a scene and then just like decided to put like whipped cream on it and then like ate it in the scene and I'm like so how many times do they have to do that now that they just randomly decided to have cream on a carrot like it's so bizarre but anyway, I don't even know how to explain that like I know I a don't carrot know. and whipped cream because you yeah. got whipped cream which is sweet yeah, but then a carrot's so not weird. like salty yeah it's it was, it was odd like so I don't, I don't know yeah I think that might be odder than pickled to marshmallow <laughs> stuff honestly yeah. especially since it like person was like definitely not it was not a like pregnancy storyline they were not actually pregnant what were you watching um it was i just remember it from um an episode of iCarly oh yeah well iCarly they had some like weird <laughs> concoctions like it was so bizarre they did it was so yeah. bizarre i just like that's like the one uh like distinct thing that i think of when i think of that show because it was so weird because i remember when i was younger and i like watched it and i googled it i remember googling it because i'm like why would you do this like what is this it was so bizarre yeah no they had some weird concoctions on that show like spaghetti tacos or something i was like i mean honestly i'm not against it but yeah i don't know just kind of odd yeah but but wait was it like spray whipped cream like ready whip i can't remember i think it i it wasn't like cool I doubt it. I doubt it. It had to, I think it was like cream. I don't know. Maybe it was cool whip. I don't know. Yeah. It's been it's been a long time. Yeah. I've seen it. I don't know. I would have to I'd have to like Google it and see if there's <laughs> like a picture of it or something. I swear to, I swear. Swear it was carriage. Oh, I believe that it was like Harley. Yeah. And I feel like I know the character that would have done it, but you know. Where? But anyway, yes, sorry, sidetracking. <laughs> um, that's just what it reminded me of just randomly. Um, but yeah, and so like Angela's just sitting there minding her own business, eating her pickles and marshmallow fluff. And Wesley comes over, sits down, and is like, We have to watch what you eat. And she's like, You don't have to watch anything. <laughs> um, and she like because he came over to like talk to her about. I guess going to uh, 
his mom's OBGYN. And she's like, no, I'm good. I like the one that I have. Like, you know, and she's like, and my mom brought, you know, five kids into the world and ate whatever the hell she wanted. So she's like, let it go. <laughs> like, you know, essentially she's like, just, nope, I'm good. Um, and I love how Wesley just like, he took the jar, I think from her, of like the marshmallow fluff and was mm-hmm. like, this is all like sugar and all these preservatives and blah, blah, blah. And she's just like, you have to stop, like, stop micromanaging my pregnancy. And she's and Wes is like, our pregnancy. Yeah. And she's like, who wears stretchy pants in this family? <laughs> like, and they're just like, they're smiles at each other because Angel's like, you know, it's me. Like, you know, I'm right. And then Wesley finally, you know, just like looks at her with like hard eyes, which is so nice. Because it's not the first, well, it is the first time in this episode that he does it, but then he does it again later. And I just like melt because I love them. Yeah so good so good but yeah um and then so there's well angel's like at work um wesley drops by the station and is like we need to talk again about like her seeing his mom's um doctor and <laughs> i love how angela's literally like shut up with that and like literally yeah. just like yanks him to the corner so they can they can chat um i mean if it wasn't like if the detectives didn't know about it then, which they obviously didn't, like, yeah. that would be something that would, like, perk my ears off. I'd be like, what are you guys doing? Like, yeah. Well, it's like when, I mean, I'll get to it later, but, like, when she's looking up the um, stuff on the computer or whatever, I noticed that, like, she left a tab open. Like, she closed the main page, but then she left yeah. a tab about the, um, the what is it called oh my god i don't even know it's called the little like the test that they um the amniocentesis yeah that's the word i'm like what is it um yeah she like left a tab open about that and i'm like well gee you think that maybe that might you know someone might have seen that yeah um i don't know but yeah um but yeah so they definitely might have figured it out but um yeah because that's what that's what she's still concerned about um, that they're gonna figure out that she's pregnant and plus he's like okay like but listen like I have this reason that you need to go see this doctor um because I guess he Wesley's dad died he took a DNA or genetic test DNA test mm-hmm. whatever um and like he found out that he's um predisposed to fragile x syndrome which can cause like disabilities and like seizures um and like they won't know like it's one of those things where like they wouldn't even know if like the if their baby had it until like yeah it would be you know like way down the line um but like they still like wesley still wants angela to like go see the specialist because like just he just wants the best for for her and so she's like okay okay i'll make an appointment um She's understandably shaken by this like new development. Um, and then so later when she's like researching it, um, Sergeant Carradine came up and was like, you know, they've got a new case. She like tries to quickly close out. Like I said, she kind of missed that one tab or whatever, um, which she notices it later after he leaves. But the new case that they got is going to Vargas, who's sitting across from Angela, even though she was next in the rotation. So, um, and then like, Angela's fears are like compounded when Vargas is like 
Yeah, he almost never gives cases out of rotation. Um, and so that, like, she's, that's what kind of leads her to, like, open up to Nyla more, which mm-hmm. more of that friendship, too. Yes. In season five. I mean, we saw quite a bit of it in season four, thankfully, but. Oh, my God, I just thought season five play date with their babies. Please, I will, like, cry. I, I will cry. Again, I don't even need to see the babies playing. Oh. I mean, that would be cute, but I don't need to see that. Yeah. Obviously, TV schedules just don't align with that sometimes. Yeah. But, like, Angela and Nyla just, like, chatting on the couch. Yep. Please. And then Jane Please. and Wesley can either... Get drunk and then, like, come home or something. <laughs> yeah, I was like, they can either get drunk or be the ones to, like, be on babysit, like, baby yes. watch while their kids are playing. I'm telling you, we are like writing season five here. I know. Like, let's yeah. rookie writers hire us. Yeah, <laughs> we'll come up with it. We just need like someone to like execute it more. Yeah. You know, yeah, we'll work for free. Yes, <laughs> literally, like I will. Yeah, um, but yeah, and so like, um, so it was nice to see Angela opening up to Nyla and be like, you know, like I'm drinking decaf because I'm pregnant, and like you know, this whole thing is happening with you know my sergeants assigning the good cases to the non-pregnant people and um she tells nyla about the amniocentesis that she has to get because of the fragile x and she's like scared to like kind of like have to go through this and like no um and but you know Nyla was like well because she was like does it get easier like you know this whole being you know becoming a parent thing and she's like uh <laughs> no not yet um but you know it's like and it's just it's nice to just like have Nyla be that like kind of like guiding light in a way for Angela Mm -hmm. like throughout season three in terms of like the pregnancy thing um yeah and then yeah it was just cool it was cool how that like worked because it's like you know you had Angela pregnant in season three and then Nyla in season four yes and so he's like got to see just you know them like just bonding even more over that and so it's just cool um then our second instance of wesley heart eyes happens um in this last scene for them um because like they're meeting up in the parking lot uh, or parking garage i guess rather um and wesley's like you know Angela I need you to like talk to me and she's like I'm scared and he is too um and then they like try to have they try to continue the conversation although out of the corner of Angela's eye she sees Carradine walking um and she's like hey Sarge a word and he's like I'm in a little bit of a hurry and she's like I don't care (laughs) like yeah I love how she just flat out said that like she she gave zero fucks like that she was talking to her boss she's like i don't care like stop moving yeah i need to talk to you um and she tells him that like giving away her case was like yes and like just because she's pregnant doesn't mean she can't do her job um and it was like one of those like you know classic moments where like character a has revealed too much and was wrong about the situation and character b has to like swoop in and be like um that's not why (laughs) and so um he actually gave the case to Vargas because he had CIs to use and like not because of Angela's pregnancy 
because he didn't know um and but you know he was like but congratulations um and you know like Wesley <laughs> Wesley's like looking back and forth like between them this whole conversation's happening um and but like when after Carradine tells her congrats and like he's like can I go now and she's like yeah sure <laughs> and but like just Wesley looking at her with like hard eyes again it's just like couple goals and they're adorable yeah and I just love how Angela like turned to him um after Carradine left and was like did you see how I handled that and be such a good mom like she was just so confident and he was just yeah. like the best and I'm like oh I love them Wolfhats literally has my heart they're like so cute. <laughs> oh god so I just cute. I love the way that he like adores her and he just like watches her in awe of things yep. like yep. yeah so like good. he doesn't need to try and be like the best like nope. because and he lets her shine at times like oh yeah. my gosh I just love it like honestly okay TV has romanticized a lot of things but like they don't romanticize that type of a relationship like i don't know maybe they do but like for me it's like no like there are people out there that are like that that just want to watch you succeed and like just want to like watch you do your thing and we need to highlight share uh, more about those people yeah it's honestly like one of those ones where i think like if they were to do like the sunshine sunshine protector thing it would honestly be like oh it's well the sunshine yeah, yeah. <laughs> like angela's the protector because she's like i'm a badass i will like i mean he has moments too though don't get me yeah wrong. i was but gonna just say it still, like just flip too for them yeah but just like at least in this moment you know it's just like angela's a badass like you know like yeah. she said i think at some point in season, th- in season three she was like i'm pregnant don't try me like you know yeah. <laughs> like she she is a badass and she she has this scandal and so it's just yep. cool to see so. yeah oh i love lopez so good honestly there's just so much like because in a few weeks like we'll be releasing our wish list episode for season mm. five and there's just so much that like I want to add to it so much mm-hmm. so that like I don't know like I feel like I've said things in past episodes where I'm like I want that for season five I want that but like I don't know if I'll remember it all <laughs> but like obviously okay. more Lopez I mean like duh mm-hmm. and not with Elijah <laughs> I don't yeah. want Elisha around if yeah similar to wait what oh when Alexi said at the San Diego Comic Con he's like there will be angst for Chenford after that kiss mm. I was like no no yeah. and that's how I am with Wesley, with Wesley and Elijah. I'm like nope no we, we don't need it so mm-hmm. yeah do we have any other notes on this episode I don't think so. I just it's just one. so different watching it back and like seeing Jackson and like you know yeah. like there was a point you know when he like used to be around. Yeah it's different <sighs> now watching like knowing the outcome. Yeah. For sure. Um, But yeah if you liked this episode um, of Shop Talk please leave us a rating and review. It really helps out the podcast, and we would really appreciate it. Um, 
You can find us on Twitter as well at the Shop Talk Pod underscore. You can give us a follow. We'll be best friends. Like, mm-hmm. it'll be great. Um, or you can email us at shoptalktherookiepodcast at gmail.com with all of your thoughts. Um, if you guys have any, like, things that you want to see in season five, like, let us know because we'll definitely be sharing them in um, one of our upcoming episodes. Like I said, we'll be releasing our season five wish list episode in a few weeks so yeah get in your um what you hope to see in season five so you can find us individually on twitter as well i'm at jcirk805 804 <laughs> i don't even know what's going on right now it's one of those nights um and i'm at gary hyman I was like one number off. Like <laughs> honestly, it's fine. Whatever. I don't even know what's going on. Um. Yeah. So then next week we'll be back with an episode. Um. We're going over secrets and lies. Yep. With so, Eric and Makia. So yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. Because <laughs> we have we have never seen. Well, I have seen some of season one, but it's like an anthology show, so it has completely uh-huh. different cast in season one than in season yeah. two. So. Yeah, I didn't realize that until I was like looking at the trailer and I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> like, what it, and like, then I went on to IMDb and I was like, wait, why is Makia only in like 10 episodes and it's yeah. season two? So yeah, I didn't realize. But um, yeah, Secrets of Life should be good because there's, well, Erica Makia are in it. And then um, Charlie Barnett from, one, from Chicago Fire and like Russian Doll and stuff is in it. And I thought that I saw someone else's in it. Oh, I mean, Annalyn McCord is in it, who I adore from 90210, but that's probably not who you're referring to. No, but I know of her. Here, let's see. (laughs) Maybe it was in season one. Because I was like, they've got a really good cast. Season one. I mean, Kenny Johnson is in it. Wasn't he in, like, The Rookie 2? Or am I thinking of just PD? that he was in hmm, that's a good question I don't know off the top of my head I think he was in the rookie but like for one episode let's see there's just like a bunch of people because there's like Michael Ely um, uh-huh. I want to say is Juliette Lewis in season 2 I don't know guys we're, we're doing great yeah yeah Juliette Lewis <laughs> is she's in both seasons because the show kind of revolves around her all right, cool, cool, cool. Okay, um, Kenny Johnson was in The Mentalist. Don't know if that was an episode that Eric was in. He was in Castle. He was in Chicago Fire, not in Chicago PD. And he was mm-hmm. not in The Rookie. Okay. Oh, I don't know. I feel like he just has, like, such, like, a recognizable face. Like, I'll see him in other shows, and I'm like, oh, yeah, like, I know him. And then I get confused in what show he was in. Yeah. Jordana Brewster... But yeah, no. Okay, so mm-hmm. it was just him that I was thinking of. That'll be fun though, because like it has two. Like it's what is it? Like one of the four shows Eric and Mickey have supposedly yeah. been in together. Um, is this okay? I was thinking about this when I was watching the trailer because there was one scene where it was like, um, like wasn't it? Michael Ely was like taking eric's character like out or something because it looks like he was drunk i don't know is this the show that erica makia like their characters kiss in uh-huh. or is this another one it is yeah <laughs> i was thinking that i was like 
wait a minute i can see uh-huh. it but also i don't know so yeah they like that yeah you know, their character sets off and there's a all right then all right. So results from that or consequences okay from that so <laughs> okay i don't know if we should watch that so for the podcast or just save that for another time i don't know um but yeah, watching the trailer because I saw like Charlie Barnett's character like hug Makia's mm-hmm. character and I was like, oh, like a little one Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like Kenny Johnson was in it too. So obviously yeah. they just picked from one Chicago cast, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Everything always comes back to one Chicago for me. Like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, what can I say? That and Friends, honestly. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Yeah, so Anyway, next week we are covering secrets and lies. Yeah. And um, if you want to send in anything that you want to see in season five, let us know for our wish list episode. And other than that, we will be back next week with a new episode. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys. Go get them, boo.